to discuss the real issues affecting Australia and New Zealand, this is Trad Tasman Talk, jointly produced by the Unshackled.net and the Mr. Berry, Mr. Berry Show. Now, here are Tim Wilms and Stephen Berry, live from Melbourne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Trad Tasman Talk. It's been a while, another fortnight, and uh, again at the old Tuesday time slot on this uh, 21st of June 2022. I'm Tim Wilms, Editor-in-Chief for The Unshackled here in Melbourne, where it is 7.30 p.m., and I'm Stephen Berry from the Mr. Berry, Mr. Berry Show, also here in Melbourne. Um, after, what, first having a sore eye, and I can assure you I didn't get shot with mo- monkeypox in the eye. It was just my eyes Was it something else in the eye? Yeah, well, it turns out that I'm so old that my eyes go dry now. Um, and I finally moved into a, another apartment, which has been fucking hell. I've never moved into an apartment where you had to go into a loading dock, put all your stuff into a loading bay lift, go down one floor, then move it all around into another lift to move up to your floor and then get abused by tradies for using the lift that you you booked. And don't get me started on getting the fucking internet started. Jesus. We had, um, uh, 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 what is it? Optus, they um, dropped off something at our house. We weren't here, so they left well, a card. Don't mention who your ISP is, because then uh, there, there, there might be people who try to get you your internet cancelled. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Well, yeah, they are, they've definitely got that idea now. <laughs> anyway, so that got left at the post office. I go to the post office with my card call and my um photo id like it says on the card they go no not good enough because it's you have a new zealand driver's license it has to be an australian driver's license or australian passport i'm like oh fuck this um the card to call says that the post office is open nine more nine in the morning till midday on a saturday go back on saturday no it's not open at that time anymore it's only open nine to five when i'm already at work so it's taken that long just to get the internet online i hate the post office Australia does lots of things great, but the post office is absolute shit. Well, it's owned by the federal government and uh, the the Morrison government forced out, uh, well, one of their their few most competent uh, CEOs, Christine Holgate, uh, because she she gave some modest uh, bonuses in Cartier watches to some executives so yes and what is that there's all of these uh, different what is that uh, procedure uh things at the the post office yeah you haven't got the the right the documentation here i mean you have to get your your passport uh renewed at the the post office like well you can get it renewed at the post office so you can imagine uh <laughs> how that how that's uh, going to go and they've got a hell of a lot of crap in there for 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 um, when you line up. So it takes like maybe ten minutes to get through the line, and you're just kind of pushed all through the shop by all this merchandise that nobody would ever go to the post office to buy. Um, why don't they just wipe it all out and add in a few more checkouts? 
Yes, I often uh, dread going to the the post office uh, when I have to, even collecting a a package that is too big, a pig for the 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 post box is a hassle. Yeah, that's the last thing that I ever want to have happen is is have to get a card to call. I'll risk it getting stolen. Um, not that that's ever happened in Australia, but um, yeah, it seems to be a thing in New Zealand now, amongst other guys. Uh, uh, other crime things, but we'll get on to that later. Hello to all of our regulars in the the live chats, uh, because uh, Stephen is back uh, co-hosting. We're live on the Unshackled and Mr. Barry, Mr. Barry YouTube channel. Also got the entropy link, so you can send through a direct question or send through a super chat. And uh, what does say? So, yes. You haven't been on for a while because, first of all, you were sick and then uh, moving with, uh, and it was it was a non uh, monkeypox uh, infection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are, a, you are in an at risk uh, group, uh, as it. <laughs> He's fucking smartass. Yeah, I'm 39. <laughs> oh no, no. Oh, the dry eyes. I'm in an at risk group, but yeah, the monkeypox. I am too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my eyes are deteriorating. Like uh, I'm back to the the, the glasses. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is it? it? It's eight eyes in this in this uh, show show tonight. My four eyes, your four eyes. <laughs> but. Um, I wonder how much longer we'll be able to call it uh, monkeypox uh, because uh, the World Health Organi- Health Organization is set to rename it at a meeting on, on Thursday. Uh, so uh, th- this is because 30 scientists from across the globe uh, said that the monkeypox name is discriminatory and stigmatizing, adding there was an urgent need to uh, rename it. Uh, so... Uh, this is uh, thing that um, black people are known as monkeys. Is that what they're saying? Oh, apparently the 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 main issue has what has it been that uh, mainstream media is using uh, for generic photos of monkeypox uh, rashes using photos of black people infected uh, with monkeypox, uh, but. Uh, Obviously, uh, it's also they they want to what is it uh, reduce the stigma associated with well since a lot of the the cases are in uh, men who have sex with men, uh, which is the what is it medical uh, term, and uh, they have been but saying men aren't that having it... sex with monkeys, men aren't having sex with monkeys. If it was called homopox, then you know I might understand changing the name. Well, the reason it's, it's called monkey called uh, called monkeypox is because it was first discovered in lab lab monkeys at Copenhagen in 1958. They were using lab monkeys uh, to test uh, polio vaccines, and then it appeared uh, mysteriously infecting humans in the Congo in 1970. Uh, but uh, they've said. Uh, like previously that it's not known to be uh, sexually transmitted. So, but in this update here uh, from the Australian Royal College of General uh, Practitioners, we have uh, eight 
uh, confirmed monkeypox cases in Australia. I'm not sure if there's any in uh, New, Ze New Zealand, uh, but uh, they are uh, looking uh, uh, looking if uh, that it is like being se uh, sexually transmitted to uh, because there's been reports that the the monkeypox virus has been present present in the semen of infected patients. Uh, and there have been a couple of um, big gay parties, I think, in the Mediterranean uh, yes, that have been identified uh, as sources of great infection. It's uh, uh, Pride uh, Month and summer in the, the Northern Hemisphere, so it's probably the, 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 the that's why there are all these massive uh, super spreader uh, events. Uh, we released this morning Richard uh, Wollstonecroft's uh, report from Tiger Mountain on uh, monkeypox, and he uh, said, oh, uh, are they looking at a, a gay lockdown? But they, they wouldn't because, you know, that would be uh, discriminatory. And it would destroy the economy because we're the ones who make all the fucking money. <laughs> But what is it? Uh, HIV AIDS that was first uh, came from from monkeys. So what is it? We, we've had first what is it? HIV AIDS uh, jump from monkeys to humans, and now monkeypox. And uh, they're they're the most at risk group in in both years. Was it men who has sex who have sex with men? Uh, Stephen ba Bateman says gay pox lives matter. Yes. Well, I think it's great that um, that uh, at least this is resulting from people actually um, enjoying Gay Pride Month uh, in the north of the world, as opposed to all those moany, whiny, uh, newly created and imagined minority groups who don't want to be happy and they want to feel oppressed and complain about how horrible their life is, despite the fact that gays have um, equality in just about every Western country in the world. So I guess the fact that they're all fucking each other and catching monkeypox uh, probably means that there's more people actually enjoying gay pride for what it should be instead of moaning about it. So if you don't look want on the bright side of life, monkeypox, then uh, there's a pretty easy way to avoid it. Uh, keep it in your pants. Uh, keep your clothes on. Uh, you're not going to uh, the, the 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 COVID alarmists. Some of them have moved on to being monkeypox alarmists, claiming that it's airborne, uh, implying that you, you could get monkeypox by just uh, uh, go, uh, uh, passing somebody uh, in the in the supermarket, which. There hasn't been any reported uh, uh, cases of that. Uh, uh, up here, uh, Colin asked, uh, "How did they? How did they all get here?" Uh, and well, they've all come from Europe. Uh, the what is it? England, Spain, and Portugal. They're the the epicenters, as as the new term is. So did the World Health Organization have the same meeting about oh, just over two and a half years ago when the Chinese flu was starting to spread across the world? Uh, who they they sort of they uh, they were when it was uh, China. China covering it up, they were very slow. But as uh, once uh, they declared it to be a pandemic, mm -hmm. then 
well, they're, they're still at it that, uh, you know, there needs to be more masks and social distancing. We can't have uh, uncontrolled spread because that'll lead to, to, to new uh, variants. But uh, most of the, the world uh, is uh, moving on. Um, here in Victoria, there's uh, going to be another relaxation of restrictions on Saturday, so you won't need to wear masks at airports. Uh, this will bring Victoria back in line with the rest of the country, but you'll have to wear them on the plane. And uh, all, uh, all the vaccine mandates, apart from those in health, aged care and emergency and correctional services, uh, will go. And uh, also, am I leaving any other uh, change, changes out that, uh, what is it, the COVID positive people will be allowed to drive a family member to, what is it, uh, education? What about uh, public transport? No, they're keeping it on. Uh, you still got to wear it on public transport? Even though it's not enforced. Yeah, the signs are still up. Um, I thought I thought maybe the law had changed because you know, about fifty percent of people don't wear them on public transport anymore. Yeah, um, they, should, but, they should have just got rid of it because it's not not enforced. No, um, I had my um, ticket checked yesterday on the train uh, by an a, a enforcement officer who had a I am exempt from wearing a mask badge on his uniform, um, and didn't ask anything about my not wearing a mask. Uh, your picture is getting quite fuzzy. I'm not sure if it's your internet or my internet because I know that it's uh, probably I'm... mine. I'm finding yours is a bit. I'm finding yours is a bit fuzzy too. So it's probably mine, and I apologise for that. We're still working out the kinks in it. Uh, people in the the live chat, uh, you can let us know if whose picture is yeah, yeah. first. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say my advice would be, uh, what is it? Uh, if you try to fix that mid-show, it could make it worse. I, was, uh, I think he's coming yeah, back. So I don't know if I'm opening my door to my um, room helps because the router is outside, but yeah. Yeah. When I was when I was editing uh, last night's Tim's News Explosion uh, after the show for the podcast version, I noticed that the the picture wasn't a hundred percent clear. So, uh, as well as a what is that uh, energy uh, shortage, there must be uh, internet bandwidth uh, shortage. If all of a sudden we're all turning fuzzy. Well, yeah, I guess that is inevitable, isn't it? And um, it's just another consequence that we wouldn't have expected. But what's what's causing this, Tim? Well, there's a there's old uh, old facilities, uh, coal 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 facilities. Uh, obviously, there's there's not enough uh, storage capacity of the uh, renewables. There's a, a gas shortage so last week the uh, australian energy market operator effectively nationalized the wholesale electricity grid because they've put a price cap on the, the wholesale price and you, you and i are adherence to I'm just going, economics i mean what happens when you put a price cap on i mean the most obvious example is rent control there's uh 
there's shortages. And so there's going to be less supply if you put a price uh, price cap on uh, when the, the global price of energy is increasing. And so we had the, the federal energy minister, Chris Bowen, and the New South Wales uh, energy minister, Matt Keane, last week, uh, t- uh, uh, urge people to conserve power during the, the peak evenings, maybe don't put the dishwasher on until late at night. And uh, uh, Matt Keane, uh, he's also known as uh, Matt Green, uh, he uh, slammed the energy generators for putting uh, profits above people, accused them of uh, gaming the system. And he's a, a liberal uh energy minister plus the the new south wales treasurer i mean that's the election slogan of the socialist alliance and <laughs> that's what he's saying whenever you put uh, if you don't put profits before people then there's no profits for the people yes i mean like the government has uh, ha- has created uh, this shortage, whether whether it be uh, from uh, not allowing uh, more uh, gas ex- explore- exploration, and this also- is a lucky country. I mean, the, the reserves of energy are just phenomenal. Um, uranium reserves, coal. Uh, Chris I mean, Bowen's not He actually nearly blew a blew a microphone at a press conference when uh, he was asked about nuclear energy because uh, now that they're in opposition, the Liberal and National parties, oh, we want to lift the ban on on nuclear energy. And Chris Bowen said, "It's the most expensive form of energy. If they want to have that debate, uh, bring it on." Uh, so yes, uh, we are. <laughs> our electricity grid is uh, both strained and it's grid locked. Uh, pardon the pun. And the, yeah, I mean, it, it's just so Atlas Shrugged-esque um, that this is going on, um, and it gets worse as the government tries uh, to create solutions. In this case, nationalising. Um, uh, the same issues happening in New Zealand with jib plasterboard. Um, for those who aren't familiar with house building, um, plasterboard, of course, is what you use for building houses. But in New, in New Zealand, uh, the jib brand uh, it pr- produced by Winstone is extremely sh- uh, short on supply, which is putting huge delays in the construction industry, like six months displays for construction. Um, half the problem is that councils require jib-branded plasterboard as part of the consent for building a house. But there's plenty of actual just plasterboard um, available that could be imported overseas. Um, so this is an artificial shortage of the government's own creation. But it gets even worse than that. Um, instead of the government, you know, Pass, uh, quickly amending some legislation so that it doesn't have to be jib-branded plasterboard in houses. Um, instead, they've decided to appoint a... Um, sorry, I've just got a... Uh, was a wee bit disorganised tonight, my apologies. Um, they've decided to appoint a working group 
uh, to look at the problem oh, and right. determine how they're going to increase the supply of jib plasterboard. Um, now, it gets even better than that, than that. And by that, I mean it gets even worse. And if you haven't read Atlas Shrugged, I understand why. It's an 1,100-page book. The print's very small. I get it. Uh, maybe watch the movies. The first one's all right. The second one's well, not bad. The third uh, one's awful. But if you can't read an 1,100-page book, do it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Slightly off topic. Um, so now the government's asking Fletcher, which is the biggest supplier, to uh, forgive its trademarks until we get over the crisis. Um, <laughs> so it wants to basically wipe out uh, Fletcher's copyright on its own product. And let's have a look at who... Oh, don't tell me I don't have that. Uh, just just I had go a, on. Oh, Jesus, I had, a, I had a list of the people who are on the working group. Um, they include... Um, hey, you so the members of the task force... They, uh, we've got Rick Hurd, who's the CEO of Naylor Love, which is a construction company. Uh, Dave Kelly, CEO of Registered Master Builders Association of New Zealand. Jesus, he's going to have a wee bit of a conflict of interest in this one, isn't he? Uh, Shane Brearley of Simplicity Living, which is, um, I think, their uh, superannuation fund. Sir Stephen Tyndall, who founded the Warehouse Limited, which um, is a wee bit like... Yeah, we don't, don't know, know who any of these people are, but like, you just know some task force is going to be full of just, uh, you know, <laughs> pencil pushes and... Uh, well, it gets worse. Someone from local government New Zealand, so yeah, pencil pusher. The last one, Tex Edwards, he founded Two Degrees in New Zealand, which um, broke the duopoly in the country on telecommunications. He's also been a leading advocate of um, the government forcibly selling off 100 uh, supermarkets from the existing duopoly, and um, he's cheerleading to buy them himself. He calls himself a competition advocate. He's not. He's a fucking thief and a vulture. And now he's on the government's task force, which is looking at taking away Fletcher challenges, trademark rights, and... Um, God knows what else they'll do. It's it's crazy. It's it's the result of government regulation, and so the government's uh, answer to this is to pass more regulations. And uh, now the right, the I New South that. Wales uh, Liberal uh, government. I mentioned Matt Keane, Matt Green, uh, uh, spouting a, a socialist uh, slogan. Uh, uh, Dom Perrottet, the the premier, the supposed uh, far right. Uh, social conservative uh, Catholic is uh, in, in this week's uh, state budget, as, as Pete has commented, spending $25 million to put the Aboriginal flag on the, 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 the Sydney Harbour Bridge, uh, which is, uh, how does it come to that amount? Uh, because uh, the, the, are there flagpoles on it already? There is. Uh, other people, a, a lot of commentators have said, why not just get rid of the New South Wales flag and put up the, the Aboriginal flag? So Poseidon poles and flags gave New South Wales government a vastly lower price to install the Aboriginal flag. So 
yeah, everyone's perplexed. Uh, what's the like? Where do, where does this uh, figure come from? And uh, the the, sat- the satirical uh, uh, website, uh, the Shovel, uh, they've actually got uh, the, I think the 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 official uh, government uh, quote here. So if we go here. Uh, so quotation, uh, so development of mission statement, uh, that's $1.5 million, creation of four core values that will underpin flag, uh, $2.4 million, creation of flag installation logo and tagline, $1.4 million, focus group research to test suitability of mission statements, core values and logo, $1.3 million, production of promotional t-shirts, caps and tote bags, $2.2 million, offsite team building day for flag consultants, 825000 global fact-finding mission to learn from other significant flag-bearing bridges around the world, $3.4 million, national campaign to increase awareness of the Sydney Harbour Bridge, because yes, uh, it's uh, not many people know about it. Uh, 2.7 million creation of separate social media profiles for flag and poll. 1.9 million and development of TikTok video to increase youth engagement with installation project. Uh, three 3.5 uh, million and the flag. 250 dollars on the poll. 180 dollars. Um, nothing there for a blessing um, event. Those are mandatory before anything happens in New Zealand. Well, it's, I mean, this is just a, maybe just a draft draft quote here. I mean, even though this is a satirical publication, this is probably spot on about you know, what what the what what the quote is. But uh, uh, yes, uh, we've we've had uh, uh, Anthony Albanese Annal. One of his first uh, acts as prime minister was to. Uh, put uh, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander flags next to the Australian flag at his press conferences. And uh, uh, new opposition leader Peter Dutton said, uh, me too. But uh, Adam Bant, the uh, the le- uh, leader of the Australian Greens, he uh, chucked out uh, the Australian flag from his uh, press conference uh, uh, calling it hurtful to First Nations people. He said, for many Australians, this flag represents dispossession and the lingering pains of colonisation, he said, calling for a new flag. And uh, Lydia Thorpe, uh, the re-elected Green Senator of Victoria, called... Uh, oh, my favourite one. Obscene. Well, see, what I don't like about... Well, I don't really like flags in general as a libertarian. Um, I, I, oh, I, well, I, I flag, It's going to be my own flag. But the problem is the Australian flag and New Zealand flags look so similar that each country keeps on using the others by mistake anyway. That's probably the worst part about it. Well, I... I... Uh, we remember that uh, John Key tried to change the New Zealand flag to what it was termed the, the beach towel flag with uh, the still the, the the red stars and the uh, the silver fern on the black background, but the New Zealand public would be like, yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, and two of, the, two of the flags were so similar that in the final referendum as well. Mm. And... Uh, <laughs> We have uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Pete uh, in the in the chat has has also he's he's on the news today. Uh, 
because uh, uh, Dan Andrews, he's going to force schools to teach students about the trauma of white colonization on Sorry Day. Uh, so the new standards apply to school and uh, facilities such as hospitals and, and, and councils. And uh, also uh, today uh, in, in Parliament, it was a... A, a, a bipartisan uh, a bipartisan uh, treaty uh, bill, uh, the the treaty authority bill, uh, to create an independent authority to oversee the state's treaty negotiations. It'll be read in Parliament uh, tomorrow. Uh, so outgoing uh, state Liberal MP Tim Smith, he crossed the the floor. Uh, the Victorian Liberals have said, uh, uh, "Me too." Uh, so, yeah, it's all happening here in Victoria as well. And, uh, and we had uh, recently the plastic bag ban uh, come in to New South Wales, and uh, uh, at uh, I think it's at, it might be the end of end of this year or beginning of next year, the plastic straw ban in Victoria, uh, a business that uh, distributes them could get a $54,000 fine and an individual $10,000 fine because, as we know, the, the Dan Andrews government, they absolutely love fining people obscene amounts of money for what most people consider a minor infra infraction. And the um, the reason why the, the banning of plastic straws has taken off globally is based on um, a very poorly written nine-year-old's um, school project, which claimed that they put so much a year into the ocean, and it's actually complete nonsense. And to, to to show just how, despite that, well, there's uh, there's not really uh, much. We're pretty much got uh, what is it? Wall to wall uh, leftist governments in Australia with now. Uh, Annal at the the federal level. I'll I'll, I'll bring up uh, uh, Annal's uh, selfie with the, the new national cabinet uh, that that met on on Friday. Because uh, uh, yes, uh, you're getting the impression now that uh, the New South Wales Liberal government is pretty far left. Uh, so there's now oh, a uh, six uh, Labor premiers and chief ministers and two uh, Liberal premiers. And the, the Tasmanian uh, new Liberal premier, Jeremy Rockliffe, he's pretty left-wing. I mean, he wants to change the date of Australia Day. So you've got eight left-wing leaders there, uh, eight uh, state and territory left-wingers, and uh, the, the left-wing prime minister. So our national cabinet has nine left-wingers in it. I guess Australia is a lucky country because despite the fact that um, it is um, so grossly over-bureaucratised, um, somehow it still manages to be wealthy just because of, well, I assume because of all the resources. DJ K. Maria says the, the stairs. Yes, uh, it, it was taken at the, the bottom of a, a staircase there, which, of course... Uh, Dan Andrews had uh, a fall from last year. It's an incredibly ableist place to do it too. 
I, I think they were at the the lodge. This was the 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 dinner. They had the dinner the night before, and then they had the the in person cabinet meeting. I'm not sure if this is the first in person cabinet meeting since the the beginning of the. Uh, the pandem pandemic. I know that uh, the the COVID bedwetters were hoping that uh, Elbow would, you know, ramp up the what is that uh, the 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 COVID measures. But look, he's got a, a selfie here with all the other leaders. They're all close together and not a mask in sight. Let's progress then. And uh, to, to show uh, just how uh, close the Victorian and New South Wales governments are, or more so the, the premiers, uh, Dan and Dom continued their weird uh, bromance uh, by announcing free preschool uh, for a year by 2030 under a multi-billion dollar policy for universal pre-kindergarten. So it uh, will cost uh, $5.8 billion. Uh, so they, they touted it as the biggest ever reform to early education. So uh, they, they're calling it, what is it, play-based learning uh, five days a week uh, before their first year of school. Do they not realise how, uh, how many years kids actually need to be looked after before they go to school? Well, it seems to me that... Year that uh, this, this policy is just basically aimed at uh, trying to increase uh, uh, male and well, particularly female workforce participation uh, so that uh, they can um, uh, dump their children at, uh, what is it, uh, preschool, kindergarten, whatever you want, early learning, whatever you want to call it, uh, while they go to work. And probably uh, start enforcing the um, new gender bullshit on kids as young as possible now. Mm. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm not sure if I've mentioned it, but the New South Wales uh, state government, uh, they've passed uh, affirmative uh, consent laws now. So uh, to, you have to get a, what is it, affirmative yes uh, uh, before having sexual relations. And it has to be ongoing uh, consent, like in case you, what is it, uh, change the way that you're having sex. So you basically have to chant <laughs> all throughout sex, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Well, because uh, well, sometimes women will, will go, oh, yes, 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 um, and you'll think, oh, she likes it, I'm doing well, when really <laughs> she's just going, I just hate, I hate the way you fuck me and I want it to be over as fast as possible. Mm. Uh, Brucey says, how do you even explain to people how wrong all this shit is? I feel like I'm screaming at people that the sky is blue, but they think I'm crazy. Is the sky blue? I mean, um, you know, I'm not a, what is it? Uh, what is it? A geologist or I don't know what the, what the profession is. A meteorologist yeah. perhaps or, or an astronomist. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just going to get worse and worse before it gets better. And it won't get better because people vote for it. It'll get better because it becomes so bad that government's hands are forced. Pretty, uh, We're going to have to wait until it's like pre-1984, early 80s again. Once it gets to that situation, um, then we'll have a new uh, free market revolution. But uh, how long could it take, I wonder? Hmm. 
Uh, Kesho says ATO needs to affirm consent before auditing. No, the government uh, can uh, fuck you whenever they want without your uh, consent. And uh, what is it? Uh, in Queensland, uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk, she's passing laws against uh, coercive consent. Uh, she should go to jail for a co coercive, uh, co coercive uh, control, sorry, uh, with, uh, with her vax mandates. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I mean, you, you, you might it might have tripped over your words by saying coercive consent, but uh, that's a term that's also uh, forms part of government policy now, um, especially uh, New Zealand's recent um, crackdown on lenders about a year ago, who apparently are uh, leeches uh, sucking off the poor, when in fact, um, if if you're that poor that um, a payday loan is the difference between starving and eating, um, well, now you don't even have that option. Uh, now, I've already mentioned the uh, extreme greens and uh, they, in uh, Victoria, uh, they've, uh, uh, the uh, extreme greens, uh, they've had a, another turf war. Uh, where they've turfed out their state conve convener for alleged uh, transphobia, which is, of course, uh, 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 extremism these days. Uh, to, uh, it's considered extremism to be a, a transphobe. So Samantha Ratnam, the leader of the Victorian Greens, uh, so uh, she, uh, she announced that uh, she invalidated the uh, recent election uh for the state convenor uh so linda gale who was uh uh elected uh, uh her election has been declared invalid and there'll be a new election because uh it, it was uh, uh samantha ratnam said the rules for the election weren't followed uh correctly candidates weren't given the opportunity uh to communicate with members about their candidacy and so uh, uh, she said that uh, the rights of trans and gender diverse people are not up for debate. To defend the use of trans exclusionary language and allow debates about whether trans women should have access to the same spaces as cis women is to deny their very identities and right to equality. There are limits to all debates. We don't allow a debate on whether people of color should have access to the same spaces as white people because it's racist in the same way that rights of trans people should not be debated because it is transphobic in uh positions of leadership our personal views do matter people need to tr need to trust that we can support and protect them at all times i stand with our trans and gender diverse uh communities i'll always fight for you and the trans uh flag is there this is a tweet thread well the stupid thing is that there was a time when um the right of black people to enter white spaces was debated. And that's how we ended segregation. Um, there was a time when the rights of homosexuals was debated. And that's how we now have equality. Freedom of speech is actually the strongest weapon that minorities have ever had um, against oppression. And as um, more countries uh, liberalize themselves and become more like Western democracies, um, actual oppressed minorities find that they have more rights and liberties. Yeah, so uh, this is uh, Linda Gale, the, the ousted uh, uh, convenor. So her 
uh, her uh, transphobic, uh, what is that, uh, thought crime. Oh, what was her transphobia? Yeah, she co-authored a, a internal discussion paper in the Victorian Greens uh, about three years ago, uh, authored trans-exclusionary rhetoric contending views. Uh, so uh, it, it was... Uh, in it, Gail argued that banning statements within the party, such as there are two sexes, trans women aren't the same as biological women, and the science is not conclusive, was contrary to Green's ethos, which encouraged a robust debate. Uh, she, uh, the, the paper did not... Oh, so they were allowed robust debate then, but not now. Yeah, yeah, so she was... Uh, she, di she didn't want... Uh, uh, she was arguing that... Uh, the, the statements, uh, there are uh, only two sexes, trans women aren't the same as biological women should be. So it was proposed that they were they should be banned in the Victorian Greens party and she was opposing. Yeah, outrageous. Mm. Yes. Um, and So, yeah, the, the rights of trans people were up to date, uh, were up for debate three years ago and look what they got, where they got themselves. Yeah, so the, the, the Victorian Greens, uh, they've also had previous issues with uh, SWERFs. Uh, so uh, for those of you who aren't up to date with these terms, TERF and SWERF, so TERF means trans-excludinary radical uh, feminist and SWERF means sex worker exclusionary radical uh, uh, feminist. So uh, I, Fiona Patton, uh, the leader of the Reason Party, which was formerly the... Uh, the sex party. Uh, she's preferenced uh, against uh, the the Greens many time in inner city electorates uh, in in Melbourne uh, because of uh, what she terms uh, anti-sex feminists uh, in the in the Greens. But uh, in the uh, what is that? Uh, it's it's fair to say that uh, in the what is that the the broader left in Australia, uh, there's certainly not much room for turfs and swerfs. Yeah, swerf is a new one to me. Oh, you haven't heard of swerf before? No, no, no. Yes, but uh, we all learn something on this show. Uh, but uh, Samantha Ratnam, uh, she still uh, had time to uh, chair a Victorian parliamentary inquiry uh, into uh, right-wing nationalism, including how the COVID-19 pandemic accelerated the movement and acted as a breeding ground for recruitment. Uh, so uh, it heard from Liberty Victoria President Michael uh, Stanton, who said that uh, while the threat of far-right extremism was real and need to be addressed, his organisation was concerned about encroaching on broader human rights and civil liberties in a bid to co combat uh, extremism. He said, sometimes that involves tolerating speech we find offensive and humiliating. Exactly. Uh, I, I, it's just so flabbergasting to me that such statements as that still need to be made after all the progress that oppressed minorities have made in the last 50, 60 years as a result of freedom of speech. And it also heard from uh, Nick McKenzie uh, from uh, The Age, Sydney Morning Herald and 60 Minutes, uh, uh, who uh, doxed uh, members of the, the National Socialist Network in his Nazis Next Door 
uh, series, uh, two-part series last year. So what is it? He, what is it? He's, he said here that, uh, he said, uh, he said that, uh, what is it? Uh, he said they were viewed as a joke to be studied and exploited by the, what was it? Um, what is it? Mackenzie said children as young as 10 were being radicalized and de-radicalization programs in prison and schools were not working. He said they were viewed as a joke to be studied and exploited by the uh, NSN. So uh, this committee will be, will report back uh, by August, uh, which is three months before the state election and the government will be given six months to respond. So what happened to the inquiry into Islamic extremism? Did they just decide that was no longer an issue and move on to the so-called far-right extremism? Oh, the, the Victorian Greens, they lobbied uh, the Andrews government for this uh, inquiry um, uh, because, what is it, uh, I mean, it leads here. I mean, this report was done by the Ages Muslim reporter, uh, some Yahya uh, al uh, BE. Uh, so it's, it leads with Australian authorities have had a myop, myopic focus on Islamist extremism since 9-11. Experts have lamented, warning that it has come at the expense of identifying the rise of far-right extremism. Yeah, like, I, I don't recall, I cannot think of a single Nazi who's driven a truck into um, pedestrians in Australia. Maybe that's Maybe that's the reason. Well, um, I mean, there's always, what is it, uh, what is it, uh, the, the the left are always saying this could happen. Um, they, they probably, like a lot of them, would like it to happen so they can pass uh, uh, extreme laws against uh, the far right and nationalists. And, of course, the danger is then who defines who is the far right? Um, you know, we have elections every three years. The people who... Uh, write these laws and define these things will change and eventually it will always become the very last people that you would ever want to define them. And now we've spoken mainly about uh, Australian uh, politics this show, so let's go uh, across the, the, the Tasman and uh, Jacinta Ardern, she has uh, reshuffled her cabinet and she has uh, managed to uh, uh, get Trevor Mallard, the Speaker, out of Parliament uh, for some plum diplomatic job in Europe. Yeah, he's going to be a diplomat in Ireland now, um, which is probably a fantastic way of getting rid of him. I mean, he has been an MP for 35 years. He's, he is what they call the father of the house because he is the... Um, longest single-serving MP in Parliament. Or like the old grump of the House. <laughs> well, and he's been Speaker for five years, and I've often thought that becoming the Speaker is generally Parliament's way of saying, uh, move on in a few years, please. Uh, he's out absolutely outraged New Zealanders, even um, New Zealanders who might have otherwise been opposed to the anti-mandate um, protests in Parliament, uh, with his attempts to clear out the protesters by turning on the sprinklers and playing um, Baby Shark and some other annoying music uh, on repeat, uh, attempts to trespass the protesters. None of these things worked. Um, eventually, well, I think it took about three weeks to a month, 
um, the police were sent in and violently cleared all the protesters. Uh, Trevor's also built a $500,000 slide on Parliament grounds. Um, that got burnt down while they were clearing out the protesters, which I... At least I, it was cheaper than a flag, uh, Aboriginal flag over there, the Sydney Harbour Bridge. <laughs> um, and the other reason for, well, the official reason for the change is uh, Chris Farfoy, who has been in Parliament since 2010, um, he is also resigning. He was elected in the Manavai election back in 2010. Uh, in the 2020 election, he went off. He stopped being an electorate MP to go onto the list. Uh, turns out he had told Jacinda Ardern at that time that he um, wanted to quit politics and spend time with his children. She convinced him to stay. I don't know why you would do that. I mean, that's a fucking hard job. And if someone doesn't want to do it anymore, may maybe don't have them do it anymore. Um, and he, he's been doing an appalling job in the last year and a half as Minister of Justice fronting uh, these attempts to implement hate speech laws in New Zealand, which seem to be going nowhere, as well as uh, being the Minister of Broadcasting. And uh, he's been working on merging Radio New Zealand, which is a commercial-free yawn fest uh, radio station with uh, TVNZ, uh, television. Um, also, it's been an opportunity to get rid of Poto Williams as Minister of Police, as crime it just goes absolutely out of control. Yeah, and yeah, the gangs of Auckland, uh, regular shootouts. Yep, there have been a couple of dozen uh, gang shoot, shootouts, drive-by shootouts uh, in Auckland over the last couple of weeks. Um, car theft is absolutely out of control in Auckland. Uh, if we look at the suburbs of um, Mount Eden, Sandringham, Balmoral, these are all near the central city. Um, there has been a 115% jump in motor vehicle theft uh, from April to May this year. That's insane. So there were 32 incidents in April, 69 in May. Um, for the prior 11 months, there was about an average of 25 car thefts a month. Um, it's, it's hard to get um, figures on things like gun crime, etc., because this is so recent and we need it from the government. Um, but there's no denying that gun crime ha has uh, increased exponentially since the buyback in 2019, just as everybody who opposed the buyback said it would. And uh, what guns do the gangs have? Well, they're not brand new ones that they brought from gun shops. No, they're secondhand, now illegal guns, which are terrorising innocent people uh, in Auckland. And then for Jacinda Ardern to go around the USA and speak about gun control yeah. following, uh, following mass shootings in schools, when she's clearly completely unqualified and doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about, um, and, that, I mean, you, that's the general global ignorance about guns. They go, oh, why doesn't America sort out their gun laws? Well, I don't know. Maybe because you need two-thirds of both houses of parliament and 75% of the states to support it. And it ain't going to happen. And as New Zealand's doing a bloody good job of showing that uh, banning guns actually makes things worse. Uh, so uh, Chris Hipkins, uh, the, uh, the former, now former, uh, COVID-19 minister is now the police minister. He seems like he's the, the fix-it 
Minas. He's the only competent one. He's the I only know. competent like, one it, there. It, he actually, I mean, Hipkins has had education. Uh, he's had health at the same time as education. Um, then he had the COVID response. He's all, had uh, smaller roles as well. Um, he's still going to have the education ministry as well as being police minister. Those, um, I believe, Jan Tanetti will be taking um, associate education, so taking tertiary off him to lighten the load. But yeah, this this guy seems to have all the heaviest, hardest um, ministries there are, and. You know, on balance, I don't know whether it's because his colleagues are so bad that makes him look good, but he seems to be one of the few competent ones. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, in our uh, new federal Labor government, uh, they they do have uh, some talent there. Uh, Chris Vaughan, the energy minister, is certainly not one of them, though at the, the state level, He's really low energy. Uh, a lot of uh, Dan Andrews uh, ministers, I mean, uh, they're all pretty average as well. I mean, most of the, the, the talent in both parties goes to the, the federal level, but uh, New Zealand is only a country of uh, just over 4 million, so there's not a huge... It's about 5 million, but it, so yeah, same population as Melbourne, really. Mm. Um, and there's only councils and then a single, a single, um, a unicameral legislature. So there's no Senate or anything like that. And there was a by-election on Saturday. Yes. Um, so to the seat of Tauranga became vacant as a result of former leader op of the opposition, Simon Bridges, uh, deciding to leave parliament. So, um, you know, by-elections, traditionally, the turnout's not that great. There's um, only about 19,000 people voted out of 50,000 eligible voters. Unsurprisingly, uh, Sam Uffendell, who uh, is a complete uh, political newbie, but because they stuck a blue rosette on him, he won the seat comfortably. Um, it's always been, ever since 19... Uh, the last time that Labour held the seat was in 1935, um, and it's been a national seat except for between 1993 and 2008 when it was held by New Zealand First Leader Winston Peters. Uh, so some, uh, Sam Uffendale gets 56% of the votes there. Um, not that big a surprise. Jan Tanetti, I mean, she almost took the seat in the last election. Um, but And um, Labour won the party vote in the last election, but actually Labour won the party vote in every electorate except Epsom in the last election. So that's not that amazing. Um, Cameron Luxton from the ACT Party, he's done an amazing job. Uh, the 1991 votes there, so that's about 10% of the votes. Um, this is a party that um, in 2020 got nine MPs for the first time in, since 2005, and they've only had a single MP since 2000, from 2011 to two, 2020. So showing it's not a fluke, um, ACT picked up 10% of the vote in that by-election. Sue Gray, now this is very interesting. Sue Gray has been leading the anti-mandate anti movement, essentially, in New Zealand. She's been one of the main uh, people. She's a lawyer who uh, has been representing those who have lost their jobs, etc., as a result of the mandate laws. Um, and as leader of the New Zealand Outdoor Freedom Party, a party which is all currently polls about point. 
0.4% nationwide and has never uh, got more than 0.3% of the vote nationwide. Uh, for her to get 5% of the vote in this by-election is huge. And, um, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with uh, that party in the election next year. Andrew Hollis, uh, former Tauranga city councillor until... Um, the Labour government um, abolished that council in 2020 and appointed commissioners because it's such a complete mess, apparently. Um, disappointing result for him, I would think, at just 2.5% uh, of the vote. I thought he would do better. Um, Alan Carwood from the One Party, uh, the Christian fundamentalist who thinks that uh, New Zealand should be run by Christian law. Christopher Coker for the RTRO Legalised Cannabis Party, just under 100 votes. I interviewed him on the Stephen Inquisition uh, a couple of weeks ago. Pretty interesting guy. Um, Helen Horton, she's the co-leader of the New Conservative Party. They'll be very disappointed with 92 votes. Um, her having COVID in the last week of campaigning probably didn't help, but um, yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. Peter Wakeman, he's a wacko. Uh, with 16 votes, Yvette Lamar, that, uh, there's more interesting people down the bottom. Uh, she's She's been um, campaigning as an independent for about the last five elections, and um, she just seems to campaign on people stopping drinking. Uh, Tony Corbett is a retired uh, Christian fundamentalist, um, and Gordon Dixon, this is a fun one. Um, so Gordon Dixon oh, nice. was the Labour Party candidate. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. He was the Labour Party candidate in Selwyn in 2014. Um, there was a big scandal over some, I think it was, I think he made some comments that were construed as being anti-Semitic and was forced to be defended by the leader of Labour at the time. Um, and up until, in fact, this year, he's still in a court battle with the Labour Party, um, but Nobody knows what it's about because it's all um, behind closed doors at this stage. Um, so what a fall from grace, eh? Goes from a major party candidate to four votes in a by-election. What a fucking mm. dickhead. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking uh, our uh, uh, federal election results, there was a lower house candidate who got uh, as few as uh, four votes. Uh so we've had all the, the the Senate results declared uh, by the the AEC. I covered that on Tim's News Explosion last night. There will be a leftist working majority with uh, Labor twenty six plus the Greens twelve plus uh, Independent David Pocop from the the ACT equaling thirty nine out of seventy six. The only two freedom uh, senators to get up were Pauline Hanson re-elected in Queensland and Ralph Babette from the United uh, Australia Party. We are getting towards... The $100 million man. Yes, that's what they're, they're calling him. We are getting towards the, the end of the, the show, so uh, now's the perfect time to send through a, a super chat on Entropy if you'd like to uh, do that. And... Uh, now, I briefly touched on the, the Logies uh, last night, uh, which uh, 
well, the the red carpet uh, was uh, well. The 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 main uh, standout was uh, I covered uh, Richard Wilkins' uh, son Christian, who wore a backless uh, dress. But uh, today it's uh, Lisa Wilkinson's Logie acceptance speech uh, for winning uh, best uh, news presentation for her interview with Brittany Higgins. Her acceptance speech. Uh, has led to uh, the trial of uh, Bruce Lehman, uh, who's been uh, charged uh, with the uh, uh, charged with the rape of uh, former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins, and so the ACT Supreme Court Chief Justice Lucy McKellum agreed through gritted teeth to delay the trial of the man accused of raping former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins. Uh, so uh, the decision came after uh, Mr. Lehman's lawyers successfully argued the speech and the intense media and social media response followed would prevent him from getting a fair child. Uh, she agreed, saying much of the material had obliterated the distinction between an allegation and guilt. She took particular aim at Miss Wilkinson, who won a Logie. Uh, so. What? You know, the word Logie makes me think of something that you cough up and spit. What the hell, What's it named after? Uh, I think one of the founders of, inventors of television, he was named Logie. Hmm. Yeah, so this that comes after uh, that uh, the, uh, uh, the court heard there was a briefing between Miss Wilkinson and the prosecutors last week where she re where the, the matter of the, the nomination uh, was raised and part of the evidence included an exchange where the DPP uh, warned her that the defence might use anything she uh, said to reinstate a stay application. Uh, uh, so, yes, so Lisa, Lisa Wilkinson in, uh, yeah, well, uh, grandstanding after her Logie win has... Uh, uh, the, 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 the court has decided prejudice a fair trial of uh, Mr. Lehman. basically shot herself in the court. Yeah, so who is innocent until proven guilty. Uh, so, yes, uh, if she wanted Couldn't just... Couldn't someone uh, have just got up and collect her? If, if, if she wanted justice <laughs> for Brittany Higgins, then she shouldn't have uh, made a grandstanding speech at the Logies. No, definitely not. Silly, silly. And uh, although it's not strictly uh, uh, trans-Tasman news, it is trans news, and that is that uh, we've had uh, FINA, the uh, international uh, swimming body, and now the International uh, Rugby League has uh, barred uh, male to female players from playing in international competition until further research is uh, carried out. Yeah, and I mean, this isn't just about the obvious unfairness of someone who's gone through male puberty uh, competing in the same race as someone who hasn't. Um, I mean, in what mind could anyone think that it's appropriate uh, for a male to female transgender person to play rugby against a female? Um, you, what happened? There was that uh, case with a UFC fighter who used to 
uh, be a male who became a trans woman and then beat the crap out of a yeah. woman in that cage, absolutely ruined her. Um, I mean, it just seems so obvious that um, this is the right thing to do, and yet you still got idiots Ooh. like the Green Party who would say that we're now debating the right of trans people to exist, which is just absolute nonsense. We're simply debating whether they should be allowed to beat the crap out of biological women or not. Mm. Uh, so, uh, Fina uh, said that uh, uh, trans women who transition before they go through male puberty, I think they said the cutoff was 12, can still compete as adults in the uh, in the the, the female uh, uh, the the female swimming competitions because they they haven't because uh, like yeah ch like uh, children uh, like children before uh, puberty are largely what is that gender fluid in their biology it's uh, puberty that changes that so if uh, so. Uh, so and this is like going on to like a, another thing. Like it seems that uh, Fina is saying that uh, it's best that uh, what uh, that uh, children transition before puberty. That could be a way of looking at it. Which um, hmm, I didn't actually think about it that way, but um, yeah, you make a good point. Um, Jordan Peterson's recently written a very uh, good piece in the Telegraph about this issue too, where he attacks uh, the gender studies uh, therapists and psychologists and doctors, who are uh, one of whom is um, boasted of performing over three thousand double mastectomies on uh, children. So yeah, if you can get the Telegraph, I think that's worth looking at too. Uh, Douay did a uh, review on on Right Minds, uh, which we covered uh, when he was last on the on the show uh, of uh, Matt Walsh's uh, "What Is a Woman" uh, documentary, which uh, of course uh, uh, perple uh, perplexed our uh, dumbfounded our uh, what is it health bureaucrats, uh, Professor brendan murphy head of the uh department of of health uh Douai is uh, still struck down by uh what is that uh the flu uh, it's definitely what is it uh worse than what's termed uh, man flu uh so get better uh Douai and uh, worse than COVID, it would appear sorry it's worse than COVID, it would appear Oh well, the the flu is striking down uh, more Victorians and more school children at the moment than COVID. Yeah, yeah, because uh, now we've all lost our um, uh, immunity towards it. Though I actually got a flu shot last year, so maybe I'll get get away with it too. Do you have one this year? Not yet. No. Mm. Um, no, oh, and I you have actually. I did actually no. So I I did actually catch the flu twice, um, around once around the end of last year, and then a few months later I did actually catch the flu. So I should be alright. Uh, so uh, you've got your internet. Do you want to get the vaccination, and I won't, and we'll see what happens. No, I'm not getting the flu jab. I've had a what is that? Uh, enough uh i had my two az's that was uh, enough for me but uh moderna in australia is working on a one and done so a combined 
COVID-19 and flu jab in the, the, the coming years because there's a... There's that new uh, Moderna uh, factory opening up in uh, Victoria. So the chief medical officer of Moderna, uh, Dr. Paul Burton, is uh, is spruiking this. So a a one in all mRNA shot. That's exciting. Well, I I would hope that it takes them a bit longer to get it approved this time. Uh, now, uh, so is there, now that you've got your internet back, is there new Mr. Berry, Mr. Berry and upcoming Stephen Inquisitions? Um, God, yeah, I mean, I've literally only just got the internet back up um, last night. So uh, they, they will be coming up um, in the next few days. Yep. Um, uh, I can't give any concrete dates yet. Uh, so uh, over the, the, the weekend and uh, uh published a report from Tiger Mountain uh, uh, with Richard Wilsoncroft about uh, SADS. You've heard of SADS, uh, Sudden Adult Death uh, Syndrome, and uh, that's the topic of Andy Nolch's uh, first uh, knowledge report, which I'll publish on the, the Unshackled uh, tomorrow. So uh, you, you, you've heard about uh, this uh, SADS development? Great. Look forward to it. Yeah, um, apparently there's no vaccine uh, to protect against SADS, which is which which is sad because yeah, uh, SADS is just. Do they when, try antidepressants? <laughs> yeah, where is is when young, uh, fit, uh, healthy people just suddenly die and there's no cause of death. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so yes, no, and nobody asked if vaccinated. Yeah, it's a complete mystery, complete mystery. So I've proposed that, uh, like we have Red Nose Day uh, for SIDS, uh, we need, uh, I propose Clown Wig Day for SADS. We all wear clown wigs. <laughs> so to, to, to help raise awareness of SADS and to, to try and uh, help find a, 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 try and unmask this mystery. All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, thank you, uh, Stephen, for jumping in at the, the last minute. Uh, uh, I think that's a very good idea. <laughs> uh, there will be no uh, Unshackled Productions uh, until uh, Tim's News Explosion uh, next Monday evening. There's no Wilmsfront this Thursday, uh, but there will be more reports from uh, Tiger Mount which which Ralstoncroft published, and also stay tuned for Andy Nolch's knowledge uh, report. Good morrow. Uh, uh, please, everyone, stay safe, stay sane, stay warm, and stay alive. See you later. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of Trad Tasman Talk. To keep up with the latest real news and analysis from the Tasman Nations, visit the young shackles.net and rightminds.nz.